0: Hello, and welcome to Some of the Answers with Jen and Jamie. This is the official podcast of Third Eye Family Solutions, where we help you find a new perspective that will empower you to live a life of your dreams. Each week, we explore topics that are designed to help you face the challenges that come with life. We don't have all of the answers, but we do have some of them. So join us as we share our thoughts, ideas, and advice to bring your ideal self into focus. Hello and welcome to season two, episode two of Some of the Answers. Um, Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the upcoming holiday season. So, you know, every year, of course, we all face the chaos of the holidays. And I've noticed something in particular coming up this year. Um, Last year, of course, holiday, you know, we're talking fall and winter holidays. Last year was 2020. And a lot of things changed. A lot of people didn't go places you would usually go and didn't participate in things you would usually participate in. Um, The holidays became a little bit more of a being at home, being together with whomever you live with or live close to or whoever was in your COVID pod, and a little less about the normal hustle and bustle of the holidays. I felt personally, I thought it was really beautiful and wonderful. And I know a lot of people had really great experiences with that. Of course, there were many opportunities that were missed to see people that we love, that we miss, that we hadn't seen for a while. Um, You know, the seventh annual blah, blah, blah didn't happen because of COVID, all those sorts of things. So it was a mixed experience for sure. But one thing I've noticed that seems to be happening right now, uh, and I noticed it around Halloween and Saween already, is people going, okay, well, we missed last year, so we have to make this year extra, extra big, extra special, extra exciting, extra wonderful, extra whatever word you would fill in for that. And I think while that's on the one hand really great that people want to do that, I've also noticed that it is creating a lot of extra stress for a lot of people already, and it's only what are we on November third. So, you know, I I wanted to address that a bit, even though talking about reducing stress during the holidays is probably you know probably in the top ten of over-discussed topics, right, in mental health and uh, in emotional well-being. But I think because I'm seeing this, it was just really present for me that that's what there is to talk about a little bit today. So I want to address a couple of things. So first of all, let's talk about stress. I mean, stress is your body's response to physical, mental, emotional overload. And people experience stress in lots of different ways. Some people experience stress through you know, feeling hectic, feeling unsettled, even when you're doing something that would normally be calming and relaxing. Some people experience stress in very physical ways everything from headaches and stomach aches to um, insomnia or too much sleep because our brains are just so on overload that they want to stop doing everything and just put us down to bed for the day, right? At three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, however, you experience stress emotionally, physically, the, the, thing that I've noticed the most with, with all the people I've worked with and including myself is we can't manage stress when we're doing too much. We can't manage stress when we've taken on something that's too much for our life. And a lot of times people will say, well, just do less. Well, that's not always possible, right? If you work in a job where your boss says you have to do these 10 things and they have to be done today, you can't just look at your boss and say, oh, I'm managing my stress. So I'm only going to do eight of those things because you might lose your job. And that's not a great outcome. We don't want those kinds of outcomes. So you have to look at how do you manage stress? What are your coping mechanisms? for dealing with the stress that life throws at you. And also are the things that you're choosing into creating joy or are they creating stress? So it might be a really wonderful thing to create an extra special holiday season for your children this year, because they missed out on so much last year. But if that becomes a source of stress rather than a source of joy, not only is it not going to be much fun for you, it's really not going to provide much for them either. So I think, you know, in the holiday season, and especially as we have the natural season of, you know, days are getting shorter, it's getting dark earlier and staying dark later in the morning, our bodies have this biological response to rest, to pull back a little bit, right? So, you know, go back just a little ways in history. And this time of year, the harvest was done and we were starting to draw back. We were coming inside and maybe we were canning and preserving or drying or smoking or whatever those things were with the food that we'd collected. But the the intensity of work had slowed down and our bodies want us to slow down. So as you look at the holidays, I invite you to look at where can I slow down? Not where can I take on more, but where can I take on a little less? Or where can I do this thing, whatever it is that you're choosing to do, but do it. How do I want to say that? It's one of those, it's hard to choose words, right? Um, Do the thing, but do it in a way that brings joy or peace or excitement or fun and minimizes the stress as much as possible. Which brings me to the next thing I wanted to mention. Excuse me, trying not to sneeze on you here, Um, which is obligations. Um, Obligations is an interesting word, right? I find that many people that I work with and many people that I know uh, will say things like, but I have to go to my mother's for New Year's brunch because... And then they'll have whatever it is that comes after that, right? It's expected of me. Um, It's a tradition. Everyone else will be there. And if I'm not there, they'll be upset, right? There's all of these things that come along with the word obligation. We don't want to look bad. We don't want to make other people look bad. Oh, if we don't show up then, you know, to grandma's house, then my dad will look bad, right? We have a lot of stuff, a lot of energy and a lot of just turmoil tied up in obligations. And so I want to invite you to look and see, what are you actually obligated to do? Like there's there's literally no choice. And I don't mean all the mental, oh, but I have to. I mean, really, you have to show up. You have to feed your children. If you have children, they have to be fed, right? Um, You have obligations through your job. Most people do. You might have an obligation to be there at a certain time or for a certain number of hours per day or to produce a certain amount of work, whatever that looks like. Um, So we have obligations in life, right? That we are obligated to pay the power bill. Or the power company comes and turns off the power. It's very simple. It's a very simple, like one to one equation. But there's a lot of things we feel obligated to that we really aren't. So last year, you know, if you were someone who, for example, um, travels across the country for Thanksgiving celebrations with family, no one batted an eye last year if you said, We can't come. We can't fly out this year because most people weren't flying anywhere or doing anything. That doesn't mean people weren't sad or disappointed or, you know, upset, but no one expected others to make sacrifices like that, that could literally be endangering your life in some cases, and certainly endangering your health and the health of others. So we, you know, we all sort of understood that... This year, things are going to be different. And guess what? You woke up the day after Thanksgiving and you were still here. I know you were because you're listening now. Um, The world didn't end. Society did not collapse because we didn't travel across the country to visit with families for Thanksgiving or any of the other holidays, right? The world won't end this year either. And even though it sometimes feels like if I don't go, it's going to be the end of this relationship or it's going to cause so much, so many problems, it's oftentimes not the case. So I invite you to really look at where are you really obligated and where are you not? And as you look at that, I invite you to take a look at the third thing I wanted to mention today, which is your well-being and the well-being of your family. And not just from the perspective I've been talking about, right? The stress, where we feel obligated, those things that we feel like we need to do, even though it's taking so much out of us. Like I'm, beyond that, that's a big piece of it, right? But beyond that, looking at where does my well-being need to take take precedence over whatever thing it is that I feel that I need to do. And I'm using well-being in a really broad term. Obviously, there's physical, there's emotional, there's mental, there's spiritual, there's financial well-being, right? It is so common in our culture for people to go into debt to buy gifts during the holiday season. That's not actually a way to manage and take care of and nurture your financial well-being. How can you nurture your financial well-being? Do you give, you know, homemade gifts instead of store-bought gifts? Do you... um create experiences with people rather than giving something physical there's so many ways that you can cut back on the financial exploitation of the holiday season so I invite you to look at well-being and again not just for yourself but for everyone involved right um my grandmother passed away back in april so it's been what is that 7 months now something like that and you know, I would have loved to have gone to see my grandmother before she passed away. I was able to see her about a year and a half before she passed her, passed away. It was the last time I saw her, right? That was pre-COVID and then COVID hit. And I thought, oh my gosh, I hope that this gets, like we get past this, right? I hope we get through this fast enough that I can see my grandmother one more time before she dies. And I wasn't able to, Um, And I know that traveling across the country and traveling on planes and and everything else, even if I'd been allowed to come into the assisted living where she lived, which oftentimes wasn't even allowed because they were on really tight restrictions in New York State. But even if I'd been allowed, I would have been putting her physical health at risk. Why would I do that? It's not, it wasn't, you know, that would have been such a selfish thing. I want to see grandma, so I'm going in to see her, even though it might, hurt her and other people that live with her. Of course, I'm not going to do that. So what what does your family need to stay well this winter, right? We're also going into the time of year where colds and flus and, of course, COVID is still a huge issue here. How can we physically keep ourselves well? That includes good nutrition. That includes good sleep. It includes taking your vitamins and supplements and, you know, all those things that we normally do for ourselves. And it certainly doesn't include indulging in sugar every single day for the next two and a half months while we go through holiday season, right? Um, But also, you know, many people, again, clients that I work with and even in my own family, we deal with things like sensory processing disorder, Holiday time is really, really stressful for my eight-year-old son because we're doing different things outside of our normal routine a lot. We're going places that are unfamiliar with people that are unfamiliar. Um, And then of course you have just the general sensory overload of, you know, holiday music and holiday lights and holiday gifts and holiday, there's so much, right? What works best for him, and I'm just throwing this out there just as an example, is to not have to do too much of that, to have exit plans when we do go something that I feel might be a bit much for him to handle. So you have to look at your own situation, you have to look at your family situation, your friends, your people that you're connected with. What is gonna have everyone feel well? And maybe what that means is having one holiday celebration with one small group of people and another celebration with a different small group of people. Or maybe it means, you know, we're doing something completely different than we've ever done, right? I know we all did that last year. Many of us did. But maybe it's another new this year to say, you know, it was really nice to not go crazy for two and a half months. What if we this year... I don't know, you have to get creative, right? I don't want to give you too many examples because I like people to do your own thinking. But really looking at how can I support my own well-being and the well-being of my family as we go through the holiday seasons. And then the last thing which I kind of touched on already, but I'll just want to point it out one more time, is what can you let go? So again, that might be saying no to the fifth holiday party for the weekend, or it might be not doing the travel that you would like to do, but really it's just too much to add in with everything else. Um, you know, there there are traditions that many of us have in our families that we've done for so long that we don't question them. Um, there's a, in business, there's a distinction we call um, uh, slaughtering the sacred cows, right? uh, that's not quite the expression, but I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like that. Examining your sacred cows. There we go. That's a little less violent, but the whole idea of looking at what are those things that we do that are so ingrained that we don't even question it. We don't question what's done. We don't question how it's done. We don't question the way it's gone about. We don't question how much it costs. We don't have questions. Like it is just what we do and traditions can be wonderful, but also, I like to really look and see why, why do we do that? Right. It's like the story. Some of you may have heard this of there's, there was a family where um, the the recipe for, I believe it was for like pot roast, right. Was that you cut the pot roast, you cut off about a third of the pot roast and then you put the pot roast in the pan and you do X, Y, Z and right. And all the, whatever the recipe itself was. And then, you know, you, you put it in the oven and finally someone said, why do we cut off a third of the pot roast? And someone else said, I don't know. So they went and they asked, they asked mom, they asked grandma, they asked, right. And what it was, was a couple generations back, the pan that the pot roast was roasted in was too small to fit the whole pot roast. So for three, four generations, that family had been chopping up the pot roast into a smaller size because the recipe card from great-great-grandma or whoever it was said, chop off a third of the roast because it wouldn't all fit in the pan if you didn't. Obviously, not everybody has a same size pan. Pretty much everybody else was like, I could have fit this whole thing in there and two more pot roasts right along with it. But they had done it that way for so long because that was the way it was supposed to be done. So I invite you to question, question those traditions, question those those things that we just always do this way because it's the way they're done. And then ask yourself the question, what can I let go of? What can I release? What do I want to let go of? Right? Maybe you don't even like pot roast and you don't want to even cook one at all, but it's been such a tradition to cook one for New Year's Eve every year that you do it, even though you don't like it. So, question, right? Ask yourself the questions and really look and see what, where can I let go? And I know this was just a quick little, you know, this is not a uh, Jen's guide to how to handle the holidays. It's just a few things that I've noticed have been coming up already in my practice with clients and with other friends and family. Um, so I just wanted to throw those few things out there so everybody gets a chance to look and see what you can do to have your holidays be peaceful be relaxing, be connecting, and be rejuvenating. That's it, and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Some of the Answers. To learn more about Jen, Jamie, or Third Eye Family Solutions, log on to thirdeyefamilysolutions.com. That's third, T-H-I-R-D-I-E-Y-E, com. Some of the answers podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, and Podbean. This podcast is the property of Third Eye Family Solutions, copyright 2020, and the music is owned fully by Gabe Schwartz. Join us next time for some of the answers.